I know. Let's see a movie. And a six-pack of beer. Dude, you should review movies. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> okay, I've okay. had a couple, so... Time for a <clears throat> movie review. Welcome to Test Episode 2 of Six-Pack Cinema, podcast where we drink beers and talk movies. This week, we are talking Mother with Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. I'll just, uh, my quick snap impression is this may be the worst movie I have ever seen in a theater, and I saw that god-awful live-action Dragon Ball Z movie ten years ago. I'll throw it over to John Boy, because he's been waiting the longest to talk about it. Uh, you stole the words right out of my mouth. This is the worst movie I have ever seen in a movie theater. All right, Sheehan? Uh, this is the second time I've ever considered leaving a theater. The first time was Jack. The Robin, the Robin Williams <laughs> movie? Just garbage. I hated that one, too. But this one was a much higher level of hate. How could you hate Jack? So that's a for, for a different day, I suppose. <laughs> you, the end? I was, All right. Okay. I will say the only reason I didn't walk out of the theater is because I knew we had to record about this. Yeah, exactly. Me too. I was so close numerous times, and I was like, fuck, I got to just say it has to be over soon. And then I'll give you a little tidbit here. I almost walked out when the riot started happening. Luckily, my wife wasn't with me because she's pregnant. And oh boy, would that have been a problem oh, with that baby scene. Yes. Oh, fuck, yes. If you're listening to this, make sure you have watched the movie because we're it, it's not a spoiler-free whatever. Yes. We, we're, if you're listening, we assume you've seen the movie, you read a Wikipedia something, you're interested in the movie, so we're just going to go all in. Let's go to deep dives then. Sheehan, what do you got? Um, this guy, Darren Aronofsky, he is a complete fucking asshole. The way he went about this movie, it's, I, I, I knew watching it, it was a commentary on like false idols and it was, it wasn't really happening. I knew in my head, I knew this whole thing wasn't actually happening. It was just like a theme, almost an idea. And it was representative of something. I did not understand the fact that it was revolving around the Bible to that extent, which really pisses me off because this guy he went ahead, he took the most popular, most controversial book in the world. He threw in some splash acting and, and like, fancy, like, suspense to it. Um, it was it was cheap thrills, and he wanted reactions, and he got it. He, he was quoted as saying, I'm not a masochist, I don't like the booze, but I do love reactions. So, fuck you, you got your reaction, but in the most cheap, senseless way possible. It was the most tasteless movie I've ever seen. It was, it, I was shaking mad, leaving it. All right. Jump boy, what do you got? The opening scene of the movie is Jennifer Lawrence walking around in a nighty, a see-through nighty. So the first time you see the front of her, nipple Which was great. Right near, I was like, oh, I'm all Yeah, in. nipples right in your face. Then she's walking around the house in her nighty, and there's like this perfect shot where she's standing sideways, and you're like, oh, okay, now we're just looking at her ass. And then she turns to look the other way, and you're like, okay, now it's like that Mexican weather woman who just does those boom turns, like, look at my ass. <laughs> and then she just kept turning. She's like, look at my ass again. And I was like, what is going on here? It's not terrible. I mean, she's got a really nice body, but how could that? Why is this the opening? She's dating the director. So that was like the director putting her on display. Like, look what I'm dating, which is gross. But not gross, but Which you I hate, understand. I hate like, that movie. This, this was the most self-serving movie, even to the point where it was like, I'm going to have Jennifer Lawrence. I'm dating her, even though I'm 50 and she's 24. Run around this house. The first act, the first act, 
This is how, on the script, I'm sure it's summed up. In the first act, the camera follows Jennifer Lawrence as she's got a French braid in, and she's walking around her house wondering why this couple is here. In the second act, we're going to follow Jennifer Lawrence around the house while she's in sweatpants, and she's like, why are all these guests in my house? And then in the third act, she's dressed up in a gown with really nice hair, and she's running around her house, and there's anarchy going on. And she's like, why are you here? That's the whole movie. Plus, it's the it's it's the complete Bible, which my girlfriend pointed out in the car at home. She's like, that was the Bible. You had Cain and Abel. You had – he kept calling her his goddess. He was literally God. The house was the world. He was the creator. It was I didn't I didn't piece together the uh the the Adam and Eve like rib thing until much of like this morning. So that answers yeah. my question about the rib thing, but that's still it just I hate when you watch a movie and then somebody has to tell you something at the end like, "Oh, well there's a key, it all comes together." Fucking make it a little bit help the audience. I like that. But for good movies, it makes a good movie better. For this movie, it gave it some clarity and so, like, oh, that's what it meant. It didn't make it any better of a movie, but it it was more of an excuse to do what he did. It was all agreed. I I think the best thing I saw about it was actually this morning. A Hollywood Reporter tweeted out, "If you have to Google what the fuck the movie you just saw was, then you failed at making a movie." Yes, yes, like, yes. It, it was well acted, I thought. It was, like, everybody did their part fine, and I can even get on board with allegorical shit, but just how he shot it was just trash, I felt. Like, I don't need to spend, like, 90 minutes of a two-hour movie zoomed in on Jennifer Lawrence's face, screaming. What? Huh? <laughs> get what? off the counter! What are you doing? What? Stop! <laughs> that was that was ninety percent of her her lines. Stop! Ugh, a horrible movie. Yeah, were were either of you scared at any point? Like it was supposed to be a scare, a horror f- movie, or scared? Were any of you scared? I was. The only scene I was like a little like, oh, maybe it is going to turn into a horror movie is when she like went down into that basement and the blood like shattered from the light and was highlighting the doorway. I was like, all right, it's about to turn into like a horror cult film. Like the trailer sold it on, nope. Yeah, I I agree. That when when she went downstairs, the blood everywhere, and like I I still didn't piece together the whole Bible aspect of the whole thing. I just I I was still working it out in my head, and at, I think it was when he came when when the the killing son came back, and he was like, yeah, well now you understand. I'm like, well this is just fucking dumb, and I checked out. I was I think I was I was done being scared. I, I thought that it was gonna be a lot scarier. And I just didn't give it a chance. I was just sitting in a, in, a, in a big dark room while this thing was going on around me thinking, what the fuck? More than I was – it took me right out. I was never, like, scared. I think maybe when Ed Harris popped out, like a jump scare, but that's not – a jump scare will scare me right now in this room. Uh, those are the, very cheap. And you, I don't blame them. You have to do a couple of them. But I was never scared because the whole time I was just confused. Like, what is this going to turn into – and then I was like, it's sci-fi, because I thought it was like this sci-fi cult something, or like the house was evil, because they kind of made you sort of think the house was evil. But And then I was, I'm thinking, at one point I was like, okay, this isn't sci-fi, it's just like a horror film, and the shit's, bad shit's happening to her, 
but w- something needs to tie this together. What's happening? And you kept waiting. And then when you finally get to the point, it's just God awful. <laughs> Agreed. But uh, something you said, Sheehan, was like you were just checked out after Donald Gleason's whole last scene. Yep. I agree. That's about when I checked out too, which is why the baby scene, super fucked up, didn't need to see that. But it didn't even hit me that hard at that point because I was like, this movie's just absurd for the point of being absurd. We need mm. to like just hurry up and end it so I can get the fuck out of here. That baby that, like, thing bro- broke me. I didn't. It, that hit me to like the hardest anything has hit me. I don't even like like talking about it. like my girlfriend like end that scene and she was talking about you know when when they were carrying the baby like that. I put my head in my lap. I mean, don't fuck around with babies. Like when I was a little kid, I had a group of friends that would like to make dead baby jokes, and even at fourteen. I had a little brother, so when I was 10, my little brother was born. So I always had a baby in my life, basically. So I do not like dead baby jokes. <laughs> do not want to see a newborn baby. Like, once they were eating the newborn baby, that was, like, so far over the line that it didn't really insult me. But just the when they were carrying it like that, and then you heard that crack, fuck The crack. That. Yeah, the crack all right. I just got shivers thinking, thinking about it. Now. But then the, the, the thing started peeing everywhere, so you know it was terrified, so it was... Fuck really that's the thing too. In up. in my theater, everyone started like laughing at the absurdity of it when like they were carrying the baby and it was pissing. And then all of a sudden, when you hear that snap, though, the theater went dead silent. They're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Mm-hmm. I really, really hated hated that part. Yeah, it's a, it was a, it right. was a big bummer. Can I can I turn it around? Make it a little lighter here. Yeah. A month ago, I think I I wrote my uh my top my top list of worst cameos of all time. This one just shot to the top with Kristen Wiig. It was, I, I think that might have been actually the point where I was like, what the fuck? Like, and checked out. Not the Donald Gleason thing. I was it like, was her showing up, and then what? two scenes later, gangland executing people. Yeah, like, what the hell, Kristen Wiig? What Wig? was that? Did you, I didn't even, like, read up on this. I just wanted it, I wanted to keep my gut reaction. My gut, like, I didn't want to go on Reddit and read theories and kind of be like, oh, okay, at all. I got no so idea I what her purpose was. Why was she killing people, and why was the SWAT there? No idea. I started to read theories thinking, like, maybe I'm just an idiot and everyone else is getting it. Turns out, no. No one's really getting it. I took but, it as, like, uh, what was it, you know, false idols and everyone following and, and creating mass hysteria and, like, causing problems. Just, like, just if you follow, yeah. if you follow someone without the right reasons, it causes a lot, a lot of problems. That's what I, th- that's what I thought. That's what, that was just the baseline, and they took it to the 10th degree like went insane with it the SWAT guy getting his face shot off that was odd what was his purpose mm, I don't know, it doesn't matter it was just it was shock value it was cheap i hate this guy yeah, <laughs> yeah uh the closest i could or i saw an ethereum like Kristen and the uh swat and all that is just the military like people using religion and idols to like just for war and profit which kind of makes sense, but also kind of bullshit. Complete bullshit. It was like uh, Jimmy, you said it was self-serving, and that's the complete right way to talk about uh, way to describe it. And do you know that Jennifer Lawrence, she turned down doing a movie with Richard Linklater, um, to do this because she's dating this director dude. Fuck that. Richard Linklater made good movies that I like, and Jennifer Lawrence usually makes good movies that I like. I would have much rather seen a Jennifer Lawrence-Richard Linklater duo than this fucking garbage. Yeah, yeah the 
I mean, everyone in Hollywood knows, Hollywood knows that Jennifer Lawrence, this is not her first rodeo of sleeping with people to get roles. This is, but yeah. this, this was just too obvious for her. I don't know why Wait, she what? Did this. What Linklater movie was she supposed to do? I can't think of the name. I think it's like Rose something. I don't think he wrote it. I think he was slated to direct it and she was slated to act in it. And something fell through because she's been arguing about not getting as enough money as male counterparts. And then she's dating this dude and she's like, well, I'm just going to go to this movie. That's a horrible choice. This makes me less want to see her in like other movies. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of her. But even, I even mean, as... what's she going to do? Different. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think she, like, act, I'm not on Sheen's side. I think she played her part fine in this. It's just, it was a shitty part, and the fact that she chose to do this over, like, the Linklater film makes me question her choices for future movies. That's part of it. The, the actor has to know the role that they're, they're choosing here. It's not, you can't just think, well, it was a shitty part. Like, they, the actor knows full well that this is the part they're taking. Well, Michelle Pfeiffer, I read, said that, she thought this movie made no sense, and it was a little bit confusing just for confusing sake. But she liked the her character and wanted to see if she can flush it out. I liked her character too. She yeah. <laughs> when when we got to our favorites, that was going to be my favorite. For Ooh, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. How old is she? Uh, I hated her. You hated and her? Dumb. But like in the way you're supposed lip. to hate her. Oh you, you, yeah, you or, were supposed to hate the character. Yeah. No, I just like. But I mean, I just. I don't like Michelle Viper. Ooh, okay. Her top lip is three times. I thought you grew up in the nineties. I'm sorry. It's just terrible. <laughs> Even like the version. I'm literally at a loss for words right now. How do you hate her? Why, why do you like her? You think she's attractive? I don't think she's attractive at all. She's like real. She was really old looking and had Botox lips that were like sagging down to her chin. Nostalgia is a real thing, man. Yeah. Can't forget the nineties. Didn't get me. But the virgin mother thing is another Bible thing. Like, how am I supposed to have a baby if you're not going to fuck me? Well, dummy, he's God. God didn't fuck Mary. He's him, <laughs> man. He's him. And then they have sex once. She's I'm like, pregnant. I can feel it. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Oh, yeah. First thing the next morning, I'm pregnant. It's like, ah. That, that was a hands up, like, no. No. I, I, there are so many stupid parts of this movie. It's just, there's just too much to count. I do like Ed Harris. I thought he was cool. What was his? What was the point of him coughing and hacking so much? Because he was Cain and Abel's dad. He was dying, and then his isn't Cain and Abel's dad dying, and then the brothers kill each other. Maybe I'm not really. I don't know. Fluent on the Bible, but sounds right. Yeah. Sure, I'll go with it. Sure. Yeah, you're, you're the God guy here, Jimmy. You tell us. God, God's I'm a sorry. poet. <laughs> so did. Either of you figure out what the hell she was drinking when she kept like having panic attacks? No, but I did. I, never... I did. I did notice that the uh, the lines in when they put the powder in there, it created like a little electrical like line, which was the same thing that was in the uh, the glass at the end in the beginning. Okay, I don't know what that means. You're right. I just don't know what that means. There was a, there was a tie in between what she was drinking and putting it into her body uh, and what came out at the end. I don't know what the tie in is, but there is something oh. with that. That scene when he ripped into her, she's like, just do it. And he ripped into her stomach to grab her heart out. Didn't watch that. The end of the movie, I think <laughs> if, if you were to have a camera on me the whole third act, my hands were just like this. Like, what is happening? And then when things actually started happening, I think like I think at the end, I just put my head down like defeated. 
Like what? Why? Who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. This is really, it's just, I walked out and I've seen bad movies that were comedies that flopped or just fun movies that were shitty, but this movie wanted to be taken seriously once desperately to be taken seriously as a piece of art. It's a work of art as he's smart. Look how smart I am. Look how creative and artistic I am. And I've seen a lot of those movies where they don't live up to what the director's trying to do, but I've never seen one nearly as bad as this. This was the worst movie I've ever seen that wanted to be taken seriously. Part of me thinks that's what he wanted. Like you were saying before, he wants this type of reaction. So in his mind, this is doing what he wanted. Yeah, we're, 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 we're feeding into what he wanted. He wants 90% of the audience to be like, what the fuck was that? I don't get it. And then he wants the 10% to whisper in his ear, I got it, man. You're a genius. These people don't understand us. That's and then he goes strokes himself. But I think that's what he's getting. Yeah, I know. And I hate that he's (laughs) getting it. And the only scene that made me feel like emotion where I was connected with the movie where I was like, like Dunkirk, that entire movie, you're connected with. I was connected with the characters, feeling what the characters were feeling. The only scene was when the baby was being passed around was the only time I had a guttural reaction where I felt what Jennifer Lawrence was feeling and uh, like invested in the movie a little bit. And that's not the movie, man. That's you put a cute baby when the baby was born, that little face they got when it looks at Jennifer Lawrence that like melted my heart. So maybe two, I connected with the cute baby and then the baby dying. For the, yeah, oh, the whole five minutes the baby was in the movie. I can get that from a viral video. I don't need a director to try and write and manipulate that scene. Just put a cute baby in front of me. I'll feel the same way. Yeah, it's just so, a cheap tactic. So you get no credit, Dan, whatever his name is. <laughs> Fair. Darren Aronofsky. Sounds like a douche. Fuck him. All right, I have a question for you guys. What the hell was up with the toilet heart? Again, no idea. <laughs> don't I don't get it. Like... I'm sure it's it's obviously some symbolism, but I just I have no even taking in the Bible and all that shit. I have no idea what the hell a heart in the toilet is supposed to be. You flushed my heart down the toilet. This is a movie that where anyone who has some kind of agenda or some kind of like feeling and they they wanted like that to use it, they they can grab onto any weird part of that movie and like force it, it like pigeonhole it into like what they want, and that's what sucks about this movie. This, this is just catering to all the douchebag critics out there who are going to, like, just stroke themselves. Like, oh, my God, this is such a masterpiece of, of cinematography. This is this really dives deep into the commentary of today's society. Like, fuck yep. you. No, he flushed a, to- a, a heart down the toilet and it squirted a little bit. What? <laughs> yeah, when he wrote that, I bet five people on set asked him, like, hey, what does this scene mean? What's this scene all about? And he probably responded and said, well, what do you think it's about? And then whatever they said, he was like, yeah, yeah, it can be that. Because he's just trying to create the artist experience. (laughs) Go fuck yourself, man. This movie sucked. It wasn't even scary. Supposed to be scary. It wasn't scary in the slightest. It was just confusing. It was disturbing. It was was disturbing and confusing and aggravating. Not just just the baby part either. I mean, that was the most. But, I mean, the the women in the cages, the the executions, the... um, the brother murdering each other, like then abandoning the wife there to, to deal with it afterwards. It was just disturbing from top to bottom. Yeah, me and my girlfriend thought it was about a lady with severe agoraphobia. Like she couldn't leave the house. And so that's why it was a psychological thriller because she couldn't leave the house and she just wanted to be alone. But she kept getting people coming there. 
because the the funeral scene kind of lended itself to that a little bit more, but then the full on riot and shit didn't. You you knew you knew there wasn't there wasn't real life because there was no there was no driveway there was no roads it was it was just field and no one's just going to show up out of the blue to a field like that you know. Yeah, and th- there was also that scene where they're taking the dad to the hospital, and it showed them like walking out, and then and the quick poof. next cut was like just an empty field and her. And I was like, well. Clearly, they're not really going anywhere. Yeah, they, so he tried hard at, at making this thing like really subtle at some point, and then it was blatantly obvious in others, which is just all over the ice. I hated it. I can't say how yeah. much I hated this. Like, I just can't. We keep saying it over and over again, this sucked so bad from top to bottom. Yeah, it's the worst thing of all time. It has what seventy percent on on uh, Rotten Tomato. It should be a zero, maybe a, maybe a five because I saw uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's legs a little bit. That's it. <laughs> we got to see Jennifer Lawrence's. Uh, uh, bump at 15, you're right, 15%. While she, but, I mean, while she was to... getting brutally beaten to death. Say, yeah, we saw that when she was getting beaten to death. That was like the least erotic boobs I've ever seen. The opening shot had some nice, uh, you could see her nipples. Yeah, I, I was thinking more like the, the nighty version of it, you know, not the beating the shit out of her raping style. <laughs> Alright, fair, fair. Gonna have um, to go watch all the good Jennifer Lawrence movies after this, get him ahead. Go watch yep. Winter's Bone and Silver lines. Watch I'm joy. so excited just for football today to clear my palate of like this shitty experience. Let's uh let's move on to favorites if you have any favorite scene, favorite character, p- favorite performance. What did you guys actually like about the movie? I think Ed Harris was the strongest. I, I did I did like him when the reception was going on and everyone's like distracted, wasn't really caring about it, and there's the it flashed to him for maybe like two three seconds and he was just distraught still. The whole party going around him, and he was like, it was real. I connected with that a little bit. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think he, he was the strongest at my point. As much as I like Michelle Pfeiffer and what she did, I think that the, her her hateable character was intentional, and she nailed it. But I really did enjoy Ed Harris. I did laugh, too, earlier in the movie when you first meet Michelle Pfeiffer, and they just full-on start making out. And I was just like, that's why Ed Harris took this role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Ed Harris was great. The visual effect of the house and all its surroundings being burnt and then growing, that was good storytelling, actually. Like, he hands her the poem, and you're like, what's this poem about? And it's a very simple way of saying it's about us and our whole life. So, I mean, from a visual Mm -hmm. aspect, that was actually decent storytelling. Yeah. Uh, My favorite scene, though, would be, and it should have been more of this shit, was when the blood dripped down to the light bulb and then it exploded and then it revealed that secret passage. I'm a huge secret passage guy. <laughs> secret passages are awesome. I thought that was going to lead to so much more, but the way the blood dripped around the opening to the boiler room, that little door, and then she realized it, that was cool. Did you did you get did you get what that was uh, symbolizing? Door to hell, gates of hell. No, the the crust of the earth holding all the oil. Oh no. Oh, I, I thought it was the door to hell too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what you just said. What the crust of earth holding the Yeah, oil? you know how the, you get you got to rack oil to get it out from underneath the, the the depths of the earth? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> my uh Sorry. <laughs> my favorite per- <laughs> Moving on. My favorite performance was uh Michelle Pfeiffer, like you said, she just played that hateable character so well. And I think my favorite scene, it was kind of like extended, but it was when um Jennifer Lawrence was showing her around the house and she was just the most rude person you'd ever like like 
no one would ever be that rude actually in your house. Well, to be fair, she was. To be fair, she was a little drunk, so give her a little, give her a little slack. (laughs) Fair, fair. I will cut her a little slack, but like I'm big on. I don't really want people over. I can just sit here by myself, or I can meet you people out. You don't got to come to my house. So for like someone like that, seeing someone that rude in your house was like this. This is why I don't invite motherfuckers over. That and they ruin your house. Why? When she threw the lighter. She like hid the light on Ed Harris, and then she hid the panties on Michelle Fiverr. The panties should have come back into play at somehow, because the lighter did. Yep, exactly. But it didn't, and it's a shitty, shitty director. If you make a point to show the audience something like that, like oh, uh, like it has to come back and, and accumulate into something. The lighter did, so then the underwear was just petty because Jennifer Lawrence, her character never seemed petty, besides that one instance. You're exactly right. Yeah. So, so it didn't really make sense. Although, maybe this means we're going to get like an extended director's cut and you'll get to watch it again to find out how the underwear comes into play. This director's going to put out an extended director's cut. He's going to put out the DVD commentary. He's going to make a sequel with a new actress that he's probably that new actress at the end who kind of looked like Jennifer Lawrence but a brunette. And he's going to be dating her now and it's going to be the same fucking movie. And he's going to be like, Isn't, aren't I a genius? You're not oh, wrong, God. unfortunately. That's, like, actually possibly a real thing that's going to happen. Oh, he's going to try. I don't think a studio is going to give give him the, the go-ahead for the for a sequel, but he's going to try. Oh, man. That, that makes me more angry than anything else in the movie. All right. So what was, like, the audience response in your theaters? Everyone was silent the entire movie. I don't think anyone ever jumped, was scared, screamed. And then at the end... You could hear people saying, what the fuck was that? And you and like the couple behind me was just like the guy was belly laughing like that was so bad. We had no sound for the first couple previews. So we kind of became like we bonded as a unit right there because it was like, (laughs) hey, someone want to go tell them? And then this lady was like, I'll go tell them. And we're like, thanks. And then the lights were on (laughs) and there was no sound. So you're kind of like mingling and talking. I offered my snack to the and popcorn to the girl in front of me. We were like, you know best friends at that point because we all very nice yeah we had to overcome the adversity of the sound being off and the lights being on so at the end we all kind of looked at each other like wow can't believe we went through this experience together as well (laughs) we're we're even more bonded now that was absolute shit so no and if someone liked it in my theater they didn't uh they didn't try to stand up for it and vocalize it because they knew they would have (laughs) got they knew they were the minority she and what about you what was your uh theater experience like uh, well, it was a new theater of mine. I, I gave it a shot. Um, I don't know if this is going to be normal, but there was like seven people there, which I found odd on a Saturday night for any movie. Um, one person left midway through. Don't blame her. Uh, the girl behind me was also watching it by herself, and there was a lot of <gasps> gasping. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm right here with you. This is This is unreal. And then we got up. Lights came on, and I don't remember looking at anyone on the way out. I couldn't. I was just like, nope, nope, got to get out of this room <laughs> ASAP. And I, I wanted to like get on my phone and I started screaming at somebody at how much I hated this movie. That's what I did. I walked out of the theater, and I started tweeting at you guys an email, and you're like, I, needed, I, I, I was debating videotaping myself with like instant reaction, which maybe we can do in the future episodes where we yeah. instead of opening it up with our initial thoughts, we'll just play our initial like one minute 
self-recorded videos so that we can kind of get ourselves back in the heat of the moment. Cause I, I was in the parking lot and I want, I wanted to film myself like, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I actually really like that idea. Cause same thing. I walked out of that movie and I like turned my phone off airplane mode. And the first thing that popped up was like the seven tweets from you guys. And I was like, Oh fuck. All right. Let's fucking go. But, um, yeah, theater was similar to y'all's. I, there was a few more laughs during, like, some of the weird, weirder, like, surreal moments. And like I said before, when, like, they first grabbed the baby, everyone was kind of just laughing at the absurdity of it. Like, what the fuck? This movie's so stupid. But then, as soon as the snap neck happened, like, gasps and dead silence for the rest of the movie. And then as soon as the credits rolled, just so many... What the fuck was that? So, uh, like I said, it was a packed theater. I want to say about 20 or 30 people just got up and left throughout it, though. And they didn't come back. They just were like, fuck this. It was very, very bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. Very aggravating. I think we can put a button on that one. It's just bad. So we move on to uh, pairings. For those of you who don't know, because no one knows, because we haven't released this yet. (laughs) How we rate things is on a three, we rate things on three separate scales. Critical scale, popcorn scale, which is like entertainment value, and what beer or alcohol you would pair with watching this movie. So for our pairings, I'm going with a Cascade Brewing Apricot Ale. It's a sour, fruity ale that's just so unpleasant and disgusting. (laughs) And there's hints of something that could be good in there. But when you drink it, you're like, why am I doing this to myself? I can just go have a regular beer and enjoy life ten times better. I like that. I like that a lot. John Boy, what do you got for your pairing? My pairing for this movie is you're at a middle school dance, and it's Halloween-themed, and the chaperone is a crazy mom who put a lot of thought into the juice for the dance, and she dyed it black, and she put, like, gummy spiders in it and fake worms <laughs> to make it like scary and real but in the end it's just sugar water and then this punk kid came and peed in it and he was like no that's not a prank it's just my artistic experience with the, whatever it's my artistic shit but it's really so it's just piss sugar water that's supposed to be some scary punch <laughs> i really like that yeah. she and what, what do you got so mine uh, i'm going bare bones basic here what you do is you grab your your a nice fine glass you got from your grandparents' house. You put it full full of ice. You go to your bar. You grab a tall bottle of Jack Daniels. You put the ice on the countertop. You finish the bottle before the riot scene. And that's about it. You, you pass out, you die before you finish this movie. You gotta finish the right. you gotta finish the bottle before the ice melts. Yep, exactly. It's it's that bad. You wanna forget everything and waking up with a brutal full bottle of Jack Daniels hangover is better than dealing with the scene of the baby. Hand up. Truth. I, it's not a video podcast, but every time that scene uh, gets brought up, my face, I just can't. I can't handle it. I do not like baby shit. So mad <laughs> that someone would do that to me. I wish we had <laughs> been recording the video for this because the amount of, like, all of our faces every time, like, every 10 minutes is just one of us doing this. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, this movie. Critical and popcorn scores. What do you guys got? Zero, zero. For real. Zero, zero, for real? for real. All right. Sheehan? I'm going to go zero popcorns. It was not enjoyable in the least bit. I am going to give it a f- 
I'm going to give it a 47% rating for critics because I will always God, I'm, I'm going to talk myself out of it again. I, I, I want to say I want to give it at least a, like a little bit of points for being creative or trying to attempt it. But then I think about I'm look, I got on my screen here, Darren Aronofsky, and I just want to punch him in the fucking face. So I'm, I'm going to give him 10%. I just like so zero is obviously harsh, but visually the style in which they filmed it sucked. It was just a moving camera behind or in front of Jennifer Lawrence's head the entire time. So there was no yep. like no there was no wonners or really long shots. There was nothing they tried to pull off that was creative or like you were like, "Oh, I've never seen that style of filming before." It was just like the wrestler but a scared lady in her house just following her yep. around. The soundscape was brutal. Whoever did the foley Everything was so loud. So like Michelle Pfeiffer takes the wet laundry out of the washing machine, plops it on the ground, and it sounds like she just plopped it into a, the deepest ocean in the world. It was like, <laughs> so everything was so loud. Like she turned that door handle. It was like, Aah! I understand yep. that yep. scary movies soundscape <laughs> fair, is like fair. the main thing. You need it to be loud and like make you uncomfortable and hit you. It was, everything was loud. So even the little details. Fair. We're bad. The, the acting is the only thing I can say. Like you got writing bad, execution of filming bad, soundscape bad, general idea of the movie bad, tone of the movie bad. The acting was decent. Ed Harris, they the acting was okay. So I'll, I'll bump it up to a ten percent. See, I, I see you're you're gravitating towards like the technical side of things, like the the nitty gritties. Uh, when I when I give my rating, I usually think about the the writer to a fault. I I know I should contribute more to that, but I I go for the writing, and just the fact that he he attempted to to make something bigger than it was. I want to give him a little bit of credit for the fact that he swung and he missed and he fell on his ass and he broke his ankles while doing it. Uh, demerit points for sure. So I'm gonna give it 15. percent He didn't care about swinging and missing. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he, he was swinging for the fences, whether he connected or not. Yeah. He was just swinging for the fences. There might not, a ball might not have even been thrown. He was just like, isn't it, isn't it beautiful <laughs> to swing so hard? Yep. <laughs> isn't it beautiful? Fair. Yeah, exactly. For everything you guys just listed is why I agree. I'm going to give it like a 15 on the critical scale, just because I, like I said, I thought everyone acted their parts as well as you could in that situation. The movie was just shit, but they all sold their parts individually, I think. In a vacuum, nobody acted poorly. And then popcorn, I gotta give it a zero. I have a question. Yeah, yeah zero popcorns across the board. Good. We're all on the same page. <laughs> what, what's, your, uh, what's your question? The funeral scene. Those guests, were they actual funeral guests? Like, how are you understanding the movie? Is, is that fake or those actual funeral guests? What do you, what do you mean? mean? Okay, like, why was like the whole movie was fake? It was an allegory, but within the story, it was real. Okay, so. why was the the black kid who was trying to hook up on her bed? Why was he so creepy towards her? Like he knew something the audience didn't. And then why did they start painting the house? Was there any meaning to that kid's character being so like he? It seemed like, oh, this kid's in on something. This kid knows something about her. Did so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the the point of that was to show that some people are good, some people are bad. Uh, I'm just pulling it out of my ass. There, it was. We all know that it was just supposed to rep represent people taking advantage of situations, like the how people like when they came on this earth, like 
there was some good intentions, there was some bad, there was mis there was misinterpretations. It was, it was it was just trying to throw all human emotions at you at the same time, and it just came off weird. If they were trying to make that kid representative of good, that kid can go fuck himself. I mean, he he was the nicest guest in the whole house. What are you talking I mean, about? Tech, he tried I to mean, fuck it, on it her mat. It wasn't hard to be the nicest. Okay, you have a house party. Some guy tries to come fuck in your master bedroom. You tell him to get off, and he bitches about you, and then he passive-aggressively starts painting your house, and that's the nicest that's guest the nice. of the house? That guy was a dick. He didn't break her sink. He didn't, like, quasi-try to rape her and be like, you're a cunt for now. He was passive-aggressive. Yeah, like... He being passive aggressive made him the nicest person in the whole film. I think Ed Harris was the nicest person in the whole film. No, you know what? I think I think he was wasn't he one of the very few people that acknowledged her in a in a in a decent way? Yes, yes. but it was creepy. Everyone else was like being a dick. But still it was the acknowledgement. Yeah, I, there's something there's something that had to be more meaningful with his character than everyone else. I don't get it. Whatever it is, it's too it's it was it was too convoluted or too loosely put together to make sense of i'm sure was, there's gonna be like a thousand pieces out. written on it this week i'm sorry that i, I dove us back into the plot yeah we're getting no out worries. of the shit we're getting out 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 <laughs> all right so that was our mother review and discussion on to weekly recommendations have you guys watched anything this week or recommend things for people to watch this week you know what i watched i watched get shorty and everyone hated it Get Shorty was was Travolta's <laughs> masterpiece, guys. I've never seen the movie, but that. I I read the book, um, but I never seen the movie. Did you know it's about Dustin Hoffman? I did not. It's about Elmore Leonard. Um, for he's the writer of the book. He's one of my favorite authors, but he like writes crime genres that the Quentin Tarantino tried, like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is Quentin Tarantino trying to write an Elmore Leonard book. Like fast talking, really? witted fast-talking. crime hitmen. That's like Elmer Leonard invented that. He did Justified. He, he Justified. wrote Justified. A lot of mm-hmm. shit. Um, La Brava. Mm. But it's about him trying to get Dustin Hoffman into a movie and Dustin Hoffman being like an eccentric, weird fuck. That's awesome. The no, fact that this movie is based on a true story makes it so much better. It's you have to go out and see it. Put your put yourself in like put your in a mindset saying I'm gonna go back to the '90s and watch this movie. And then it'll make more sense. Because if you watch it now dry, like, in today's kind of, like, ideas, it's not going to make much sense. Like, the Cadillac and minivans is one of the world's greatest lines. But you don't <laughs> get that because you wouldn't see Are it. you going to watch a sequel? I didn't watch. I, 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 I watched a sequel, and it sucked. I haven't read the sequel of the book. I, I, I read the first, like, 50 pages and stopped. Yeah, Damn. it wasn't good. All right. Uh, so go watch, go watch Get Shorty. Do it. So I'm, I'm more of a, a TV show guy than movie guy, so I think most of my suggestions will be. But the, the Netflix just put out this new show called American Vandal. It's a mockumentary. What is it? So it's a mockumentary of true crime. So if you've listened to Serial, watched Making a Murderer, and Robert Durst, you get all the references that they're make, satirizing, and they do it beautifully. But it's also a high school drama. So you, it actually is a whodunit. So you're trying to figure out who did it. And they're satirizing high school hierarchy and shit like that. So that's me explaining it in big words. It's about a kid who drew 19 dicks on 19 faculty staff cars <laughs> at the high school parking lot. And he gets expelled. And the documentary crew is trying to exonerate him, saying he didn't do it. And he, it was like coerced confessions. 
Dude, I went into it thinking it was, I watched like every show. I give every show a shot. I went into it thinking it was going to be too high school and silly. It, it's a riot, man. It's cracking me the fuck up. And I'm watching it. My girlfriend's there and she's like, you really like this, huh? And I'm just giggling my ass off. So American <laughs> Vandal. Awesome. The main dude, like, and this is like part of my take. You have to know that they're satirizing. Like they want you to laugh thinking, oh my God, people are actually like this. Not laughing like, haha, that guy's funny. The main dude plays this. The guy who got convicted plays a stoner. He plays a high school stoner so well. Cracks me the fuck up. American Vandal on Netflix. Nice. <laughs> All right. I'm definitely checking that out after that recommendation. Um, mine is, I don't know. Are you guys fans of, or were you fans of Futurama back in the day? A little bit. I, I didn't nope. seek it out or anything, nope. but uh, if it was on, I watched it. All right. Well, this week, uh, Chris Hardwick, the guy from like the nerd, all the nerdist podcasts, the, well, after the Walking Dead show, all them. He got the original cast and the original head writer back to record a audio-only episode, like a double-length episode. Interesting. Which was pretty damn good. It was great hearing them all come back. Uh, like I'm a diehard Simpsons fan, and Futurama, like the first few years, were just as good as the Golden Years of the Simpsons. So I was nerding out over that this week. It was great hearing them. So if anyone listens and they're fans of Futurama, definitely go check out the audio... Drama, I think they call it. <laughs> that would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. Good name. Good, good yeah. title. Very Do we good. have a movie for next week? I was I just brought him up. Uh there we've got a few options. Okay. Uh Kingsman is, okay. is coming out. Is that a which s- is one of my mm-hmm. most hyped ones. Is that a se- sure. that's a sequel, right? right? Yes. Did you see the first yeah, one? Yeah, Kingsman. So too. I have to watch the first one, but I'm fine with that. The first one is the light. Oh my god. The first one is great and actually the first one is a better James Bond movie than most of the recent James Bonds, oh. I'd say. So if you like the first one, go back and watch the old James Bonds. Okay, noted. Okay, all right. No, see, the thing is, you, you hit it right. It's it's an old James Bond. You don't, J- Jimmy. You you don't like spy movies because they're stupid and they're like they're just so high tech and and you have to think too hard. It's it's just they don't make sense anymore, right? Uh, this one harkens back to the good old. I just pretend that that's how you think. Okay. okay? <laughs> this harkens back to the old days where this the, the villain was kind of like a um uh, what was it austin powers type deal it was a stupid villain the stupid plan to take over the world and this guy comes in to save his day in a great funny way so it's really action-packed but a little bit of humor spiced in there and it was so unrealistic you had no choice but to enjoy it okay i'll give it a shot yeah they don't take it serious my problem yeah. is when things become formulaic like you know the character's going to survive. You know it's going to return. Good mm-hmm. guy, bad guy. Good guy wins. Like when you when that's even the end of The Sopranos, which is a whole discussion. Every season was the same shit. Introduce a new character. He infiltrates Tony's gang. At the end, Tony kills him. It's like this is the same. So whenever shit gets like formulaic, which I feel like the Bonds have to be since there's 15 of them. But the the beautiful thing about this, everything I just said. Basically, they said it in the movie, too. So it was a self-aware movie. Oh, that's good. I like those. Okay. Yeah. That's even better, right? Yeah. All right, so yeah. Kingsman's an option. What else do we got? Uh, there's also Stronger, which is a bit of a heavy one. That's the one about the uh, the uh, Jeff Bauer. Oh, the Boston Bomber guy? Yeah. The guy who lost his legs. Uh, Lego Ninjago, if you guys are into that shit. Uh, and Battle of the Sexes, which I think is going to be a really good movie. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. Want to do that one? Uh, we can do battle yeah, of the sexes. i'll do either but I, uh, my top pick is battle of the sexes i like steve carell and i like uh emma, emma, stone. emma stone and tennis movies man you never All see right. tennis movies 
Same. We get this one, and then we also got McEnroe board coming out in a few months, too. Nice. That looks good. Creative conscious. Add it again. The girl in front of me for the mother said she saw American Assassin the day before, and she said it was garbage. Again, I, I don't know her at all or her opinions, but she also <laughs> she also thought mother was garbage. So we're one for one on agreeing. It's a good baseline, yeah. I haven't read the books, but everyone I know who's read the books said the books are actually really good, and the movie's just been getting like dismal reviews. Oh, has it? It's bland and boring. Yeah, my only review yeah. came from the girl sitting in front of me at the movie theater. Who refused my popcorn? But that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Too good for your popcorn. I forget what my butt was gonna be, so I'm fine. <laughs> okay. All right, that's it for mother. And this week, we'll see you next week. Make sure you go watch whatever we just battle the sexes. How did you like the movie? So, did you like the movie? Did you like the movie, huh? <laughs> 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 go home, folks.